guys, welcome back to Two Sisters and a TV. Today, I want to take a look at the Jeffersons. I want to go ahead and just jump into it right away. Um, one of my favorite TV shows of all time, one of the most popular and beloved TV shows of all time. Also, however, one of the most overlooked TV shows of all time. I'll get into all of that later. But um, the Jeffersons, of course, a spinoff of All in the Family. Uh, the character of Lionel was on All in the Family from the very first episode. Lionel, of course, lived next door. He's portrayed by Mike Evans. And he was a pretty integral part of the show from the very beginning. Now, later in season one, we got to meet Lionel's mother, Louise Jefferson, when Lionel and his family moved next door to the bunkers. Of course, Archie had a fit and some of the other neighbors weren't happy about it either, but they successfully moved in next door to the bunkers and they would be their neighbors for four years. Now, in the beginning, you only heard about George Jefferson. You never saw him. He was only spoken about, but you would see George's brother, Henry, instead. And Henry Jefferson was portrayed by Mel Stewart. Of course, Louise Jefferson portrayed by Isabel Sanford. And so you had a lot of interaction between the Bunkers and the Jeffersons in those first four years of All in the Family. And it got to the point where this is why George Jefferson was not was only heard of but not seen for two years. Now, Norman Lear had seen Sherman Hemsley, who portrayed George Jefferson in the play Pearly, and he was so taken by his performance that he offered him the role of George Jefferson. He didn't want anyone else to portray that character except for Sherman Hemsley. But Sherman Hemsley was tied into Pearly for, you know, two more years or so, so he couldn't leave. So Norman Lear held the role for Sherman until he was able to be done with Pearlie and come on board with All in the Family. So finally, in 1973, we got to see George Jefferson. Henry was written out of the show. Henry was moving away and they were throwing a goodbye party for him over at the bunkers. And George, of course, did not want to even come to the party, didn't want to go inside of the bunkers house. And... That was when we first got to see George Jefferson. And the the popularity of George and Wheezy really began to climb even more after we, we began to see George. You saw more and more episodes featuring George and Wheezy and then Lionel. And so Norman Lear, not only did he get the brilliant idea that this could be yet another spinoff for him, but the Black Panther's paid him a visit around 1974. They were complaining about the fact that the only black TV shows that you saw, everyone on the show was poor. And he was. they were complaining to Norman Lear, well, how come we can't see a rich, successful black family on TV? You know, why is that? So Norman Lear, who had already been kind of looking at the Jeffersons anyway and their popularity with an all in the family, decided that not only would he do a new spinoff, but he would make it where the Jeffersons were wealthy. George's cleaning business became so lucrative, so successful, that they had become wealthy. 
and they were able to leave the bonkers neighborhood in, in Queens and move on up to the east side over in Manhattan. So in early 1975, the Jeffersons left all in the family. They moved away, moved over into a brand new fancy apartment in Manhattan. Very touching scene between Wheezy and Edith the day that the Jeffersons left. Very, very touching, very heartwarming, very sweet. And from what I understand, very real. Those tears were real. So the emotions, everything, not acting, was all very authentic. But, um, so the Jeffersons actually, the TV show, The Jeffersons made its debut in January of 1975. I think it was January the 18th, a Saturday night, same night as MASH, the Martella Moore show, the Bob Newhart show, the Carol Burnett show, the Jeffersons made its debut. Of course, the Jeffersons was a mid season, uh, you know, began its made its debut mid season. So there were only 13 episodes in the very first season. The show did very, very well from the very beginning. When the 1974-1975 TV season came to a close, The Jeffersons was the fourth highest rated TV show in the country. So it was very successful. Not too far behind All in the Family, which was at number one. So The Jeffersons had arrived. The Jeffersons, of course, TV's first wealthy African-American family. Now, people always seem to forget that. I don't know why that is, but people always want to go to the Cosby show and say that they were the first well-to-do black family on TV. No, they were not. Not, you know, putting down the Cosby show in any kind of way. I always liked the Cosby show since the 80s. It was a Thursday night staple in our house. But, I mean, that's just not true. That's not factual. The first well-to-do, wealthy black family on TV were the Jeffersons. So, um, the Jeffersons also was the first TV show to depict an interracial married couple on the show. Tom and Helen Willis, portrayed by Roxy Roker and Franklin Cover. Also in the Jeffersons, you had George's mother, Mother Jefferson, portrayed by Zara Cully, Mr. Bentley, portrayed by Paul, Bene- by Paul Benedict. Belinda uh, Tolbert was Jenny Willis, Lionel's fiance, girlfriend fiance, portrayed again by Belinda, Berlinda Tolbert. And so you had a really good cast of characters on the Jeffersons. And again, it was a hit right out of the gate, very successful. By the 1975-76 season, Mike Evans had left the show because, as some of you probably already know, he and Eric Monty created Good Times. Well, Good Times was having trouble behind the scenes, and more on that when we do a Good Times episode. So Mike Evans left the Jeffersons to go and put all of his attention over on Good Times. So Damon Evans, no relation to Mike, came in and was the new Lionel. And so, again, the ratings, they were no longer in the top 10 but they were still somewhere within the top 20. So they were still doing well in their second season. Now the ratings did begin to dip later on down the line. Not sure really as to why that was, but by the 1977-78 season, the Jeffersons was down at number 52 in the ratings. So it took a really big plunge. That season, I must admit, not a lot of great episodes in that season. Um, there are a couple of good ones that stand out to me, like when Florence's parents came to visit. 
More on Florence in a little bit, by the way. Uh, the episode where everyone thought that Lionel was cheating on Jenny. The episode when Jenny went off to discover uh, life in a gang for her college thesis. But there were some ones in there that were not particularly funny, like the one where they accused George of trying to shoot President Carter. There was the one where George wanted this guy who, the same guy who portrayed uh, Raj and Dee's dad on what's happening. They, um, he wanted Florence to go out with this guy and insult him to make a business deal. So there were some episodes in the mix that just were not very funny. But um, fortunately, CBS did not cancel the show. Now, by 1979, the 1979-1980 season, Mike Evans had returned because the good times had ended in 1979. So he came back to the Jeffersons. And for some reason, I don't know if it had anything to do with his return, but the show jumped back up into the top 10. It finished off that season at like number eight in the ratings. Now, back to what I was going to talk about a second ago, Florence. Florence Johnston, portrayed by Marla Gibbs, was supposed to only be in one episode, the first episode. But Norman Lear just really saw something special within her. He really liked her and he wanted her to come back and do a few more episodes. Now, Marla Gibbs was a receptionist for, I believe, uh, not a receptionist. She was a reservationist. I believe for either United or American Airlines. She'd done that for years. So she didn't give her job up because she knew that TV, that in, the TV in, uh, industry, the entertainment industry is fickle and unpredictable. So she held on to her day job, but she did appear in the Jeffersons when Norman Lear asked her to. So she came back for two more episodes in season one, and then she came back even more in season two. And then by season three, he decided to make her a regular. For one reason, by season three, Zara Cully, who portrayed Mother Jefferson, had become really ill. She had lung cancer. And of course, you know, Mother Jefferson was always making shots at Wheezy, always making digs at her. She's very shady, but very funny. And so you, he wanted to keep that dynamic going, the, the dynamic between Wheezy and Mother Jefferson. You know, they were at odds, but they did deep down care for one another. Well, he wanted to keep that dynamic going because it was so successful. So that's why he had Florence join the show because Florence and George had the same dynamic. And that way he was able to keep that dynamic going, but just with two different characters within the show. So Florence moved in with the Jeffersons. She became their full-time live-in maid. And that was one of the best things that, you know, ever happened in TV history as far as I'm concerned, because Florence was hilarious. She was so good on that show and she really brought a lot to the table. Now, one character that they didn't really seem to know what to do with was Alan Willis, Jenny's brother, Tom and Helen's son. He was in the last episode of the first season. I can't remember the actor's name who portrayed him, but the character came back in the 1978-79 season and was portrayed by Jay Hammer. They could have done a lot with that character, but I don't think they knew how to write for him. And so he was living with Jordan, Wheezy, and Florence because he and, and Tom were really not getting along. Um, but they kind of phased him out before the season even ended. 
all of a sudden you stop seeing him. You didn't see Jenny at all that season, except for the very first episode of that season. Lionel was gone because Damon Evans had left this show. He wanted to pursue other interests. And of course, we found out later on that he really never felt comfortable on the show anyway. He kind of felt out of place. He really just didn't want to, you know, be there any longer. So he left in 1978. But they could have done a lot with the character of Alan, a lot they could have done with that particular avenue, but they just didn't know how. So, you know, he was written out and then you never saw Alan anymore, unfortunately. It was pretty much like Tom and Helen only had one child at that point going forward. But anyway, by the 1979-80 season, the Jeffersons was moved over to Sunday nights. Now, the Jeffersons moved around a lot on the schedule. I think the Jeffersons moved, I, I heard, around 15 times, between 15 and 18 times, CBS moved the Jeffersons around. But, hey, people like me still tracked it down and found out when it was going to be on and watched it anyway. Because I love the Jeffersons. My whole family did. That was another one of the shows that we all watched together as a family. That was family viewing time for us. And by the 1981-82 season, there were weeks when the Jeffersons was the number one show in the country. It was even beating Dallas and the Dukes of Hazard. certain weeks. No one talks about that, though. People seem to have forgotten about that, but I have not. Uh, It finished out the 1981-82 season as the third highest rated show in the country. So the Jeffersons was very, very successful. Very funny. I mean, there were a lot of racial epithets on the show. There were jokes about, you know, George's or Sherman, what do you have, George's height. uh, The fact that Tom was overweight. You know, I think that they ran some of those jokes into the ground, in my personal opinion. Sherman Hemsley really did not enjoy the racial epithet stuff. George Jefferson and Sherman Hemsley were like day and night. They were nothing alike. Sherman Hemsley, very quiet, very private. Um, You know, his roommate was actually, if I'm not mistaken, a white guy. They were very good friends. I think they were even, I think that this was even Sherman Hemsley's manager, I believe. I might have that wrong. But he was definitely not a racist. A lot like Carol O'Connor was not a racist on All in the Family. They were just acting. But um, he was tired of all of the, the jokes that he made in regard to Tom. And it got to the point where he started to flub the lines. Not only did he complain to the producers, the writers, Norman Lear, but I mean, they were still writing the same jokes, the same, you know, racial stuff in the, in the, the scripts. But then, like I said, he began to flub the lines and then he began to just flub them so much until they just stopped doing it all together, fortunately. So by 1982, 1980, yeah, 1982, I would say that those jokes had come to an end. But the Jeffersons, of course, very raw in a lot of ways. I mean, they took on, they had some very powerful episodes, like the episode when they had the flashback to 1968. George was about to try to open up, you know, start his business, start Jefferson Cleaners, and he was struggling with that. That was the episode where Martin Luther King Jr. was killed. Very powerful episode. That episode should have won an Emmy. It was amazingly, brilliantly acted by Sherman Hemsley, Isabel Sanford, and Mike Evans. 
Also, there was the episode when um, George saved the life of the guy in the clan. And I was in the fourth grade when I saw that episode for the first time. My mom and I watched it together. And I will never forget the very first time I saw that episode. George saves this guy's life. And when he finds out, he has the nerve to say that they should have let him die. I absolutely was floored by that. But it was very realistic. Very realistic. Um, Of course, you saw the episode where, this was in the second season, when everyone, uh, well, Lionel and Jenny were trying to bring Tom and Helen's fathers together because they never did like each other, didn't like the fact that their kids had married and they were trying to bring them back together. Unfortunately, it was to no avail. Uh, Of course, there was the episode when Florence, the minister at Florence's church, it was like in the last season, the minister ran off with all of the money they'd been saving for a choir competition. And Florence, who was very religious, began to question her faith, question her dedication and devotion to the church. So the Jeffersons really... They had a lot of funny episodes, a lot of silly episodes, but they had a lot of ones that were very serious. There was the episode about uh, Otis, the shoeshine man, where George was supposed to be interviewed for a magazine, but the, the man did not want Otis to be involved in the interview because he thought that Otis was an embarrassment because he shined shoes. So the Jeffersons was definitely groundbreaking in a lot of ways. Now, of course, the Jeffersons also received a lot of criticism. You know, uh, I mean, from the African-American community, they felt that George was too loud. They thought he wasn't very smart. They thought that uh, he should have been more educated. And and it's just kind of like, I mean, some people, you just, you can't please everybody. You cannot. First, there were complaints. There were no wealthy black people on TV. Back in the late 60s and early 70s, when Julia was on, the TV show Julia was on, well, Julia was too educated. She was she was too white. She had a nice apartment that was unrealistic. And then, of course, you've got, you know, good times where they're poor. They live in the projects. And then you've got the Jeffersons. Well, George is, is this, that, and this. There's always a complaint you know, and of course, you know, the white, the white audiences, you know, they thought that George was, you know, so horribly racist, but it's okay for Archie Bunker to, you know, have his racist views. That's, that's, that's fine. But for George, you know, it's terrible. So, I mean, everyone, you just can't please everyone. But despite the fact that there were complaints about the Jeffersons, the ratings still, like I said, very very high, super high at one point, like I just said. And Isabel Sanford won an Emmy for her portrayal of uh, Louise Jefferson in 1981. She was the first African-American actress to win an Emmy in that particular category. I believe it was for best lead actress in a comedy. And I don't think that there has been an African-American actress to win that particular Emmy award since 1981 when she did which is unbelievable. And this is 2022. But um, the Jeffersons, of course, very, you know, lots of cast changes throughout the the run of the show. Uh, Paul Benedict was gone for a couple of years for health reasons. 
Um, you saw Jenny less and less, you know, Lionel and Jenny, you know, they became parents. They had Jessica, uh, Mike Evans left the show again. He just kind of was in and out of, uh, the Jeffersons a lot. Not really sure why, according to Sherman Hemsley, he said that he thought the reason was he just didn't like to act that much. Maybe that was the reason. Um, but the, the main pictures within this show, of course, were George and Wheezy and Florence. And then of course the Willis's Tom and Helen, but, um, the episodes continued, you know, to be, like I said, groundbreaking and funny at the same time by, I would say 1982, 1983, I noticed that the, the humor within the Jeffersons really kind of underwent a shift, um, the humor was drier, and I love the latter episodes of the Jeffersons. I love all of the seasons, all 11 seasons, but those latter episodes to me personally are even funnier in a way than the previous ones were. They had evidently got new writers. They had a new director. Oz Scott was the last director that they had, and they just had a a, a, a humor, like I said, that was dry, and it was just even extra funny. And I thought that was great. Now, there was an article around 1983 that TV Guide, the uh, Jeffersons, uh, there was a cover story about the Jeffersons where people were complaining that George and Wheezy had forgotten their blackness. Again, more complaints. Um, the show wasn't really black anymore. George and Wheezy were, you know, uh, living the life of like of a white couple. I, I don't remember the, de- the details of the article, but I think that it was pretty ludicrous. Because how is acting black? I mean, how do you act black? How do you act white? I mean, how do you act any particular ethnicity or race? That doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't compute. But um, I, I don't know what they were talking about. I have no idea what that meant. But the Jeffersons was still doing really well um, by 1985. And of course, I was still watching it. Again, the time slots just kept changing. I mean, it was a part of, like I said, that amazing stellar Sunday night lineup for a while, which started off with 60 Minutes and ended with Trapper John, MD. The Jeffersons was on after Alice and before Trapper John. But all of a sudden, the Jeffersons was on like Tuesday nights and I think Saturday nights. It was all over the board, all over the map. But I found it and I kept watching it. And then all of a sudden, in 1985, after 11 seasons, CBS just abruptly canceled it. And to this day, I still am really pissed off by that. Very angry about that. Because no one got any closure. The cast didn't get closure. The the viewers didn't get closure. The people who worked on the show behind the scenes did not get closure. I mean, the cast was very upset about the way the show was just, just, just dumped. They weren't even told, no one even told them the show had been canceled. They found it out. Franklin Cover said he found out on Entertainment Tonight. Isabel Sanford said that her cousin called her and told her. And the others found out in similar ways. And I just, all of a sudden, I, I don't remember how I found, I think I found out in Jet Magazine. I think that's where I read about it. And I was absolutely floored. I was so upset. I mean, it's like, couldn't you have given them a finale? 
maybe let Florence get married and maybe, you know, move and, you know, she's not the Jefferson's housekeeper anymore. You know, give us something. Put Lyle and Jenny back together. I mean, do something. They didn't do anything. They gave us no finale. And that was just reprehensible. And it still is reprehensible. The last episode of the Jefferson's Dare was the one where Jessica was in the Red Robins, the little Red Robins group where they were trying to sell candy to raise money for a trip. And George was the one who took Wheezy's place as kind of being the the, the den mother of the group for his own selfish purposes, of course. But I mean, I just, I just, I, I could not believe, I still can't believe all these years later, that's how they chose to end that show. And uh, I mean, just like I said, unbelievable. But, um, you know, there were, there were reunions um, of the Jeffersons. I know there was one on, I believe, Jenny Jones' talk show. There was one on Rolanda Watts' talk show. The Jeffersons, the cast members even went and they went on the road themselves. And they were kind of doing a play of the Jeffersons um, episodes. It didn't do very well. I think it folded after like about six months to a year. I would have gone to see it, but I don't think it came to where I lived. But um, they tried to find closure on their own in their own way. But, um, you know, still just, just, I still can't believe it. I mean, yeah, but um, the Jeffersons, of course, I think, I'm not sure if the entire series is available on DVD. I know you can get bootleg, bootleg copies of the entire series, all 11 seasons. I think the official release uh, of the Jeffersons goes up to season six, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe season seven by this point. Of course, they might have the whole season. I hope they, they should. You would think that they would. I might have it wrong. I need to go and check Amazon. But um, the Jeffersons, so many favorite episodes of mine. Like the one where George and, and Helen were at the disco every night. The one where George and Wheezy accidentally, they took Jessica over to a baby contest. Uh, try to get her on a magazine cover and they brought home the wrong baby. Uh, the one where Andre Crouch guest starred. George pretended he was a reverend. So he would sing at Jessica's baptism. The one where uh, Louise's uncle Ward came to town and he had to pretty much show Lionel and George who he really was. The one where George's uh, nemesis, childhood nemesis, Mock Davis came back to town trying to blackmail him for money. So many funny episodes. So many favorites. Not to mention my sister's favorite episode. The one with the dog, Poopsie, which that episode is 40 years old this year where George is keeping the Wittendale's dog and the dog jumps off the balcony going after uh, his ball. So the Jeffersons, I still love to watch it. It's on every night, every weeknight on Antenna TV. Lately, they've been showing four episodes a night from 8 to 10, 7 to 9 Central Time. And they're in the last season. And I've been having a blast watching those episodes all over again and just reliving what it was like to watch that show when it was on CBS every week. Um, sadly, most of the cast of the Jeffersons has passed away. 
And also, sadly, that seems to be the main thing that people want to talk about where the show is concerned. If it's ever mentioned, that's what they want to talk about. Well, everyone's, you know, passed on. And that's unfortunate because people do pass away and that you should look at the show and its humor. You should look at the amazing actors who were on that show, the great storylines and the writing. You should look at how groundbreaking it was. Not about the fact that most of the cast, most of the primary cast is no longer here. And I get tired of hearing about that, quite frankly. And I think that's something that people put way too much emphasis on. But, um, yeah, the, the cast members of the Jeffersons who are still with us include, of course, Marla Gibbs, Berlinda Tolbert, Damon Evans, Jay Hammer, um, Ernest Harton Jr., who portrayed Marcus, who worked in George's store. That's a character I wish that they would have left on the show. Marcus was on the show between like 1977 and 1979. Then he disappeared. I wish that Marcus would have hung around for a while. Of course, um, Jessica was portrayed by, I think, Ebony. I think her last name is Smith. She's still with us as well. So you do still have some cast members who are with us. Um, But I love to watch the Jeffersons. I, I love all the characters. I love Ralph. Always had his hand out for a tip. Uh, Mother Jefferson, like I said, constantly throwing shade. <laughs> and like I said, just, just I love um, Mike Evans' portrayal of Lionel. He just fit in so well. There was a natural chemistry that he had with Isabel Sanford and Sherman Hemsley. Not putting down Damon Evans. He just... Um, he seemed a little uncomfortable in the part. He seemed a little bit stiff to me, really. But he did the best that he could with, you know, with the role. I just don't think that he... Uh, he said he wasn't comfortable on the show, and it showed in his portrayal of Lionel. Which is unfortunate that he did not have the best experience being on the show. But um, there are a lot of great videos. If you go to YouTube, there are a lot of great reunions about the Jeffersons. Uh, unsung over on TV one, there was an amazing unsung son, unsung, I'm so sorry, unsung, I'm making a tongue twister, believe it or not, there is an amazing um, unsung about the Jeffersons, absolutely amazing documentary, but YouTube has lots of Jeffersons episodes, lots of clips of episodes, Uh, interviews with cast members, a lot of good stuff. So if you want to go and look at a lot of really great treasures, head on over to YouTube and, uh, you know, check out what they have because you can be watching, you know, lots of good stuff for hours on end, really. And again, if you happen to get Antenna TV, check out the Jeffersons Monday through Friday night. Check that out. Um, There are uh, magazines on eBay. There's a book about the Jeffersons written by um, one of the writers on the show. So that's on eBay. I cannot remember the gentleman's name who wrote the book, but the reviews are very good. I would love to read it if not purchase it. So that's also something you can go and look at and check out on Amazon or eBay. But, um, and of course, the DVDs as well. And of course, if you can find the bootleg DVDs, you know, those are also good as well. But uh, I really wanted to take the time to give, show the Jeffersons some love. You know, like I said before, this podcast is very important to me. 
And one of the most important things about it is being able to pay homage to those TV shows that are ignored within mainstream media, within television history. You know, I've said this before and I'm saying it again today. TV history and the mainstream media, they focus on the same shows all the time. I'm not going to name any of the shows they focus on because some of those shows that they do give just so much attention to, I'm, I'm, you know, a fan of. But there's so many that are never acknowledged, never recognized, just forgotten about and overlooked constantly. And this podcast is not about that. You're going to hear about the big popular TV shows that have been on through the years, the classic TV shows that get lots and lots of favoritism. But you're also going to hear about that, those that you don't hear about at all or that you hear about sporadically. So that's what this podcast represents. And I could not be more thrilled and honored and happy to be doing that. So yeah, this was my time to show the Jeffersons some love, some respect and pay homage to that amazing show. And I think that's going to wrap up the episode, this particular episode of Two Sisters in a TV. Thank you so much for listening. And until I'm back with a brand new episode, before you know it, I'll see you next time.